Hello, folks. Welcome back to another episode of The Challenge Read, season 35, episode 11, You Ain't Right, with me, Ray. And me, Dr. K. So we start with the state of the house, which was so brief that I actually missed it the first time around because I tuned in about 10 minutes late and they were already flying over a field. Yeah, it was literally three minutes long. (laughs) Right. Do you want to recap for us, Dr. K? Sure. So we have, of course, everyone returning to the house after the quote unquote epic battle between Johnny and Wes. And Johnny is being Johnny, which means he's being a dick about beating (laughs) Wes. Um, He's placing his name plaque back on the row of competitors and he's like chucking Wes's across the room and talking about how great it is that he's shown his, I don't know, his prowess, his manliness by beating Wes. And now people should fear him. Okay, dude. Yeah, take, you're take great it down a at, You're better at punching holes in <laughs> a wall and yes. finding batteries by pure right. luck. Uh, right. Okay. <laughs> so he just needs to relax. Um, we have in separate instances, Melissa, Maddie, and Nani talking to their respective friends about their needs. They're needing to get their red skulls because as we all know, as TJ has pointed out, time is getting shorter and shorter, and his final is coming up real soon. We're on episode and 11, and people are still yeah. talking about how they need to get the Red Skulls and how they finally right. feel like it's their time. Right. What have you been doing? A whole lot of nothing. <laughs> they continue to do a whole lot of nothing this episode, as we see. And then we, in a rare moment of Josh being... Um, cute and relatable he's using one of those korean paper face masks oh yeah 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 (laughs) um as he has a conversation i think with nani right um but i just thought that was like a oh that's super cute and then i totally went back to being annoyed by him yes (sighs) all right so now we move into the breakdown where we discuss what happened this episode as it relates to the game and so first up we have the mission this week's mission is called flag down um in which challengers are strapped to the front of a tank superman style and as this tank drives through a course um with boxes stacked up as obstacles and exploding bombs quote unquote of pink green and yellow smoke they have to grab flags along the way there are red flags that equal one point and white flags that equal 10 points. It's an individual game and a woman's elimination. And so the top man and woman with the most points will win and then they can choose a third point person to join them in the tribunal. And TJ makes a point of saying he wants to see what they can do individually, right. which is not normally a caveat he makes. Um, and we'll see why in a couple minutes. So the first run um, includes Rogan and Kyle on one side of the tank and Anissa and Maddie on the other. Um, And so as we're getting through this heat, we see that Kyle literally has all the flags. He has a bouquet of flags, I think it's described. And it turns out that Rogan has been giving most of his flags to Kyle 
and his reasoning is quite weird to me. Rogan wants Kyle to win so that Kyle can bring him into elimination or sorry, into tribunal so that he can make a move against D. But I'm like, then Rogan, why don't you just actually try to win for yourself? Why do you need Kyle to be the person who wins to bring you in? Right. It's so dumb, especially since it's not even a man's elimination day. So there's no reason for Kyle to need to be in a tribunal. Right. It seems like when Anissa versus Maddie, Maddie is doing a little bit better. Mm -hmm. I mean, she has the the spread. She has the, the body. What do you call it? She has the wingspan. (laughs) Yeah, this game was definitely more beneficial to people with long appendages. Right. (laughs) Um, And so the second run happens. We have Johnny versus Josh on one side, Casey versus Melissa on the other. And Melissa this week is really wanting to get her spot into the tribunal because she wants to control her fate. She knows she wants to go in and get a red skull, but she would prefer it to be um, with her in the position of power in the tribunal. So she tries really hard and she ends up pretty much dominating Casey. And on the other side of things, Josh, again, like we saw with Maddie is using his long arms, long torso and long legs to essentially reach anything before Johnny even has a chance. Mm -hmm. And then in the third run, we have, Jenny and Nani on one side and Nelson and Fessy on the other. And (laughs) Nelson is enjoying the heck out of dangling off of this rig thing. And he's like, he's Batman and Fessy is Robin. And I'm like, if anything, (laughs) Fessy is Batman and you're the Joker. Jenny talks in her talking head about how she's going to be going after people and she likes to play a fair game, but she's tired of certain people. Okay, Jenny, we get it. (laughs) Um, And Nani really wants to win because she hasn't had her Red Skull, even though she's had multiple chances at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, But she's not doing that well. And Jenny actually ends up helping her. Yep. A little bit as well. So in the very last run, we have Swaggy and Corey on one side and Dee and Bailey on the other side, which is where things get a little bit heated between Dee and Bailey because Dee is really going out of her way to sabotage Bailey's game. Right. And from what they show us officially, you can see Dee slapping boxes into Bailey's face. Yeah. And you can also see that every time D manages to get a flag first, uh, sorry, every time Bailey manages to get a flag first, D actually rips them, yes. literally rips them out of her hand and is cackling the entire time. Yeah. And that she does it. That is like, I don't, I understand like the pushing the boxes in the way of the other person because, you know, it's like the boxes are an obstacle and using them in that way, I think is fair. But once somebody already has hands on the flags, I think it's a little bit out of line to be reaching over and taking them out of the other person's possession. I also think there's a difference between pushing a box in someone's way and literally (laughs) slapping the boxes backwards into the person's face. Um, 
So in some deleted scenes from the episode where we saw um, some of what they cut of D's airtime. And we'll talk about why <laughs> later yeah, in, in the- our um, shit, shit on social media. <laughs> Stupid yeah. shit on social media. We'll talk all about why this happened. But long story short, there, w- there were about 20 plus minutes of scenes cut from, um, from this episode. Um, all relating to D that provide lots of additional context to what was happening during the entire episode. Right. So sorry, sorry to cut you off, but continue. No, that's perfect. Perfect recap. So we actually see um, in one of the deleted scenes that it really was D's intention to sabotage Bailey yes. during the mission. And D made it a point to not only hit D, hit Bailey with the boxes, but to steal every single flag that she got. And we can see through those deleted scenes that the first couple of times it happens, Bailey is like, okay, it's a part of the game, like Ray had said earlier. earlier. As they go on, and as D is cackling louder and louder, and like it is the most evil cackle. Yes. Like she is enjoying the hell out of herself. Bailey rightfully is getting pissed off because she's getting to the flags first. And every time she does, half of them are being ripped out of her hand. Yeah. By D. Um, and eventually Bailey gets so frustrated that she she tells D to stop. And then when D doesn't stop, and of course D is one of those people that loves when her antics are actually pissing someone off. Classic bully. Yeah. Um, Bailey like shoves her entire body <laughs> into <laughs> into D. And they start bickering and fighting back and forth. And one of the best parts of that deleted scene is who is it oh it's swaggy and Corey stopping what they're doing <laughs> to just look over <laughs> to there just look and the looks on their faces are just like wow like imagine two cats in harnesses <laughs> fighting <laughs> that's it what was it was so like. funny it wasn't funny but it was so funny yeah. seeing the boys reaction because they're just like what the fuck what is going the on the over there what is going on over there <laughs> And at the end of the um, at the end of their run, when they're now being interviewed about how they feel they did, um, actually before that, Bailey can't remember all these fucking Lee names. Um, <laughs> Bailey says to D, um, "I don't even understand why you're doing this. You already have a red skull. I don't have mine yet." Like. Stop sabotaging me. Right. And these responses, so what? <laughs> like, who cares? Yeah. Um, and honestly, as much as I can't stand D, I agree with her in in that instance. Just because I have my red skull doesn't mean that I um I throw my game out of the window. Yeah, you should stop right? being competitive just because you have a red skull. Right. It's not. If you want to earn your red skull, you need to earn your fucking red skull. 
Right. It's not for me to roll over and hand it to you. Like, this is a fucking competition. Yeah. So I agree with her in that very small instance. The rest of it, I don't agree with at all. Yeah. So we cut to, in this, the, the, the next deleted scene um, is them being interviewed by production um, right after the run, talking about how they felt they did. And Bailey is unleashing onto D um, and saying she's so pissed off that D would do this to her, that D would sabotage her. And D is just laughing at the whole thing. And D proceeds to tell her, you need to calm down. <laughs> Never in the history of being told to calm out. down. Yeah. Does someone actually calm down? <laughs> that doesn't work. When has it worked? <laughs> you need to calm down. And it's just a game, babe. Quote. D is infuriating. It's just a game, babe. You should be having fun. And then, then Bailey goes into this whole thing about how it's not a game for her. And she's trying to change her life by winning this money. And like, it's so important for them to win because this money, like being on this show and getting this money is so important to them being successful in their life. And I'm like, girl, that was your first mistake by thinking that being on this show is a key to success. Right. Yeah. That part, that part of the deleted scene kind of got me like, oh, honey, this is the wrong show for you. Yeah. Like, this is the wrong job prospect for you. Yeah, she really isn't, she was talking about how everyone there was having such a great time, like hanging out, being in the house, and how she was essentially miserable and didn't like being there and was really only there to potentially win this life-changing lump sum of money. Yeah. But... I think part of being on the challenge is that you should actually enjoy the rest of it too, because the odds that you are going to win are so small. There's almost 30 of you coming into the house. (laughs) Yeah. Like the odds are very small. Right. Especially for a first time player. Right. So it has been done by a first time player, but it's like the rarest of rare. True. Right. So like, you know, I get why Bailey's pissed off, but if this is you counting on your life changing, um, you need to relax and like, yes, D is annoying as fuck. Cuss her out and go about your business. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. And so after that fourth run, um, as TJ is getting ready to announce the winners, he drops a bomb that everyone who is working together is disqualified. So this knocks Kyle Rogan, Fessy Nelson, Jenny, and Nani out of contention for this win. And I didn't even realize that um, Fessy and Nelson were working together. They're, pro- they're so dumb. They were like, oh, other people <laughs> were doing it. We should just do it too for no reason. Like, both of them already have Red Skulls, one. Just and it's go a along girls, for the ride. It's a girls' tribunal, <laughs> so why do you care about being in tribunal? Just keep cosplaying Superman. <laughs> They're so... And none of their... Um, I guess Nani is probably their only... 
potential ally and I don't even know if that's a hundred percent true mm-hmm. but none of the people that they none of the females that they would be allies with are up for potential elimination so to speak yeah I don't so I, it was just really dumb all around on their part but also not surprising right Nelson probably was the brain trust on that <laughs> one. So with all those people eliminated, the top two guys came down to Corey and Josh, and Josh ended up winning. Um, I think this was his first mm-hmm. win this season. He was very, very, very excited about it. Yeah. Um, and then the top two girls were Maddie and Melissa, the two who most kind of want to go in this week. And only four points apart, Melissa ends up taking the win. And she's super excited as well. And then they're asked to choose the third person for their tribunal. And Johnny just like, he go he, he, volun- he essentially volunteers himself as if it's a burden almost. He's like, mm-hmm. well, I'll do it. And then they just choose him. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't understand any of that, but whatever. So weird. Um, so... That leaves the tribunal is Josh, Melissa, and Johnny. Um, and Jenny is pleased with this because she thinks it'll help in her, the move that she's making against D. So we get back to the house and uh, immediately everyone starts, you know, chitter-chattering. Um, and Maddie knows she wants to go in and she starts telling people... Um, that she wants to be the house vote, um, and she's backed up by Kyle and pretty much everyone else in the house. Um, while the other people who don't have red skulls who supposedly want them just sit idly by and don't say anything. Bailey's on the bunk bed eating some freaking barbecue Pringle chips, <laughs> yeah, not contributing to the conversation. I don't think Nani's in the room, but she's not advocating for herself for the house vote either, and she could have easily taken it, but. I think she knows that she has a way in through the tribunal, but still she know it's Maddie's the first pick. So I don't understand why she wouldn't want to cover her bases and at least try. Yeah. I, I don't, I agree. And I also don't understand why neither of them didn't at least demand that the house actually vote right. instead of like, it's called the house vote. It's yeah. not called the self-nomination. <laughs> so I get that they have all been very magnanimous in allowing people to nominate themselves into the purgatory, but that doesn't actually help your game. Yeah, you don't have to. And who's Maddie? Like, no one gives a fuck. Like, if Nani right. were to challenge Maddie for the House vote, it would have been pretty close. Like, Nanny, Nani could have taken... I'm saying right. Nanny because that's how Melissa says her name. That's how all the British people say her name, and Nanny. I love it. Nanny. Um, yeah, and but she could have taken so it. it's so dumb to me yeah. that neither Nani or Bailey said, hey, how about we vote? Yeah, and I want to be... And I want to be considered. I want to throw my name in. Yeah. Easy. So you wouldn't idiotic. have created any enemies. Like, there's really no cons. Right. But, but you let someone... Who's uh, big as fuck yeah. and strong right. essentially get, their, get a free ticket. Like, why? Right. It's dumb. I don't it understand was really, It was really dumb. But 
And again, it goes to show that none of them really understand the, the dynamics of the new rules. It's episode 11. Why aren't they getting it yet? <laughs> yeah, they're not getting the strategic significance and the maneuverings that they need to do to either put themselves in a place to, to get to the final or to be able to block someone successfully. Right. Because, well, while I don't necessarily think that Maddie is someone that I need to be worried about, yeah, she's big, but she also smokes. Right. And drinks a lot. I ain't worried about Maddie because... <laughs> I know she's going to burn out in a fucking final right? within the first the fucking leg. Yeah, she's, she's not going to have the endurance. But the rest of these people, <laughs> nah, y'all are not getting a chance <laughs> to go in. Y'all are not getting a chance to earn that red skull. But whatever. Uh, these people are just real dumb, so. Yep, and so then Maddie ends up getting the vote. And we're off into the night. Back to the fancy bar. Yeah, the bar we thought they would never get invited back to. Yeah, I thought Josh would have been named persona non grata after the way he disrespectfully stood on the bar, but seems not. So Melissa, Josh, and Johnny are in a corner talking. Um, They're the tribunal, and she wants first pick, and if it's something she doesn't think she can win... She wants to throw Bailey in because for some reason she wants Bailey to go home. She mentions that she has a bad attitude. Um, But I think it's also because of the women in the house, Bailey is the one with the least alliances and who would present the least conflict. I actually getting thrown in. I agree with that, but I also think it is because um, Bailey and D had just had their confrontation. Okay. And Melissa and D are kind of aligned. I guess. I didn't I hadn't noticed that until Well, right, cuz it wasn't on the, it wasn't well, as many of the people point out in the cut scenes, D somehow latched on to Mel- to Melissa during the past episode or so as a, an extra cushion alliance. Right. Um, and that's something that we haven't seen, but several, at least five people said it um, in the deleted scenes. But I do think because they came in at the same time, uh, Dee and Melissa, and mm. they've been on the same number of challenges, and they're both from the UK, that there's kind of a, even if they aren't Wait, best friends. From Australia. Oh, no, but she was on Geordie Shore. Got it. Uh, but she was also on the UK team the first season. Oh, I see, I see. There's still a natural alliance yes. there as the newbies, as the foreigners, as we both, for both of us, this is our third challenge. So even if they aren't best friends, if your actual best friends aren't there, it's a natural. It's a natural alliance. I think same for, uh, well, originally Jenny and B. Right. Well. Um, and so Johnny and Josh are kind of giving Melissa the impression that they agree with her. 
even though they know that they are secretly plotting to blindside D um, at the purgatory. Mm -hmm. And Nani's still talking about how she needs a red skull. Nani got two of her friends in tribunal before herself. Like, why? And now both of them are gone. Right. Um, Nani, you miss. She says she thinks she doesn't want TJ to tell her that she missed her chance. I'm tell you missed your chance like three times over already. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, we get back to the house and the tribunal gets together and they start choosing who they want their three interrogees to be. Is that a word? I made it up. Works for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Melissa picks Bailey as she said she would at the bar. And Josh, of course, votes for Nani because that's his friend, a.k.a. they made out last season several times. Oh, is that why they're they're so close? According to Josh, whose opinion of any of his relationships cannot be trusted. Uh, yeah. Um, and of course I think it's because this is my opinion. It may or may not be true, but I think last season Nani was kind of on there by herself. Mm -hmm. Like she knew some of the other veteran players, but she didn't have her BFFs. Right. So to speak there and Josh even as a newish player um kind of had some cachet in the house because he had um he had done some shady shit to get West thrown in mm-hmm. like within like at the third or fourth episode of the season so he had kind of ingrained himself into the oh this is someone who might have some power right status so surprise surprise who does nani make out with (laughs) or no surprise (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah josh wants her and then johnny and josh as they're looking at the third person to nominate they are forced i guess to kind of pick from four or five girls who already have red skulls so that's jenny Casey, D, and no, Anissa. Oh, right. Yes. There are four without skulls, one of which is Mel- Melissa. Yeah. But so Melissa's on the tribunal. They already have Nani and Bailey it, as interrogees. And so of yep. the women left in the house, they yes, all yes, have yes. red skulls. Yeah. And <laughs> um, very confusing. <laughs> because of this, well, this is how they're presenting it to Melissa because they're trying to freaking manipulate her. Um, they say they're going to have to burn one of these votes on someone with, with a red skull already. And why not just have it be D because I guess of those people, she's the least liked like Johnny actually has beef with her because he, she tried to get him um, in the purgatory really early on in the season. Um, and Melissa's not into it, but she's just kind of not quick enough 
Like, I would have been immediately suspicious that Casey wouldn't automatically be the burn vote as the rookie. Right. Um, and as a person who would not make a lot of people angry being picked. Mm-hmm. And if Melissa would have kind of, she didn't seem to catch that, which was unfortunate. So. But I think, too, there, there is this... Um, there's this sense that if you are in the tribunal, you have the right to call in anyone who has kind of pissed you off in a way mm-hmm. to like force them to engage with you. Right. And I feel like that is how it was presented to her. Yeah. As opposed to, oh no, we're bringing her in because we're really, really pissed off at her. So we're seriously considering throwing her in. It was more of a, well, you know, I have issues with her. So I kind of want to bring her in to put her on notice. Right. Like they've been doing with Kyle the past couple, (laughs) the past two tribunal, male tribunals. Right. Right. So Um, I kind of feel that's how it was presented to her and why she was um, more willing to let it happen. She kind of, you know, if she was my alliance and she was in there advocating for me, I would have not have been pleased. She didn't fight that hard. But there, she was only one person. Yeah. Um, and I think she also <laughs> had a very unfounded belief in Josh. Oh, yeah. That one, he was her friend, and two, he would be true to his word, mm. which I could have told her from last season. That ain't it. That ain't, that ain't happening. That wasn't going to happen. But And also, Melissa was on last season. Oh, you know what? She wasn't on last season. Or maybe she, got she kicked, was. She got kicked off, you told me. She got kicked off. Either she got kicked off last season or the season before, and then she took a break. I don't remember, but she, w- she was not there right. when Josh showed all of his uh, untrustworthiness <laughs> that he uh, likes to call out other people for. Yes, and then react insanely to being <laughs> described as a hypocrite. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they end up going with D, um, but on the condition that they don't actually pick her when they get to purgatory. That's kind of the caveat that Melissa Mm -hmm. makes them pinky promise to agree to. And so we move on to the actual interrogation. Um, And first they start with Nani, who kind of wants second pick if it's something that it it looks like she can win. Except nothing ever looks like something she can win. True. She, she's definitely playing. She's, she, she's playing like she wants to go in, but at the same time, she's playing really scared. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they just warn her, Johnny and Josh, to play the odds and just don't go, don't be reckless in her desire to get a red skull that she puts herself at like a really strong disadvantage, which at this point, I think, no, girl. No matter what it is, just go in, take the chance. That would be my, unless it's literally like both of you are attached to a rope and you have to like pull the other person across the field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but most of the challenges we've seen so far, I think Nani has a chance to win against Maddie. 
Next, they bring in Bailey, who's very low drama. She says, put me in if you want. I won't hold a grudge. If it's my time, it's my time. I want my red skull. And then Dee comes in with a bat, with a, you know, she's pissed that she's, she's put up. She understands. And I am pissed that they didn't show her reaction. Oh, my God. When she saw her name on the wall, because she was right behind Jenny. Mm-hmm. And Jenny starts clapping slowly when she walks up and sees the list. Yeah. And then there's like a quick shot of D and they cut away before we see D see the wall. Right. Like, fuck you, MTV. Like, for real. Excuse me. And they didn't even show her full interrogation. I know. And it wasn't in the cut scenes that we were able to see, but I read comments that she had apparently laid into Josh and really like read him about being like an incompetent player and a layup and all of this stuff, which was part, which partly explains his reaction after she leaves the room um, when he's like, so taken aback and kind of distraught and like says he needs a bottle of wine (laughs) to cope (laughs) with whatever (laughs) just happened. (laughs) And then we, then we do see in a little bit of a cut scene after the interrogation that she feels really betrayed by him because she thought that they were neutral, like that they weren't necessarily allies, but they all didn't really the while have she's saying in her talking head how she's manipulating him. Yeah, how he's so easily manipulated and oh, kind she's of stupid, such a dick. Um, and gets and makes Josh feel so bad for saying it, her name that he actually starts crying. <laughs> <laughs> Like that, I'm sorry, but I laughed so hard when he goes into the room and like starts sobbing. And was it Kyle? Kyle comes in there and he was like, Don't let her manipulate you. Yeah. And then he's like, I don't want to cry on I don't want to be filmed crying. And then he storms out. (laughs) Josh, seriously? Josh, get a fucking grip. Really, though, if you want to make big boy moves, then you need right. to handle your shit. Handle your shit. <laughs> keep your tears to yourself and like make your moves and live with them. That's right. what big boys do. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so mm, everyone starts preparing for purgatory for some people this means exercising and for others it means watching other <laughs> exercising and eating chips <laughs> yes. and by what... other we mean nani <laughs> yeah. and it's interesting to point out um i don't know if you noticed this in the tweets in the live tweets that there were lots lots of people almost everyone um were saying how it's rich that nani instead of doing the work to get herself in to the purgatory, she's just laying back and waiting for all of the friends that she has currently on the show to do it for her. Mm. Um, and several people, lot, several, lots of people actually commented on that um, the night of the show. And it's true. And it, and it really speaks to, what I've been saying a lot about Nani is that she comes on the sh- she comes on the challenge 
every season or for the nine seed, this is the ninth season that she's been on, but every season that she does come on, she doesn't really have a strategy other than making sure somebody else is doing the work to get her through to the final. Yeah. Whether that is hooking up with someone and trying to use them as a shield because, oh, well, if I'm hooking up with Johnny, um, they're not going to come after me because he's won four channels, four challenges back to back. Or whether it's, well, I have six of my very BFF four L's here, so I don't need to worry about anything because I have numbers and they can always make sure that someone else has to vote, right? right? But she never really comes in with a plan or strategy to get herself there. Um, she never actually trains for anything. Um, other than like she works out, but she works out to look cute. She mm. doesn't work out like that's what I do, but I don't go on the fucking challenge, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> so, so she doesn't really put in the effort that it takes, and she doesn't really have the the strategic and mental mind that it takes to politic enough to get herself to the end, and that that's really like my biggest issue with Nani. Yeah. And always has been. Uh, so we get to purgatory and all we see. Oh, you know what we forgot to do? What? We forgot to say if we liked the mission and what we would change about it, if anything. Oh, um, I did like this mission. I think it, w it was different and it looked like everyone was besides Bailey <laughs> was having a lot of fun doing it, which is always nice to see. Like, you know, competition is great and all, but it's nice to see people having fun doing right. stuff like this because it is a once in a lifetime thing or a 20 in a lifetime thing for people like Johnny. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think for me, what I noticed that it was, it definitely was unfair to those people with shorter limbs. Um, so I wonder, like I would, I actually would have dropped everyone a, a little bit or even had them staggered based on like where their arms reached to so mm -hmm. that everyone had like an even so like, if, like for me, I have really long arms for my height. So maybe I would be maybe two inches higher up and someone who was shorter would be an inch higher down. But if we put our arms out, our arms would be at the same reach distance right. to the flags or something like that. Or like I also pair people up based on size. Yeah. Um, I also think I would have spread the flags out a little bit because they were really grouped like right next to each other. And I think I would have put a couple of um, bomb flags in because people were it's really grabbing flag. like basically like a black flag or something that was minus points or no points. 
Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, that would have been Because cool. everyone was grabbing blindly. Right. For the most part. No one was really, um, with the exception of, I don't remember who, but there was one person who specifically was like, grabbed white flags only or mostly white flags. And she was specifically targeting white flags. Everybody else was just grabbing anytime they saw something that looked like a flag. So I would have put in some bomb, quote unquote bomb flags that if you weren't paying attention and you had these in your account, they would actually be a detriment to right. your total number. Yeah. That's, How about I, you? I think that's a great idea. Yeah. One of the things I didn't like was like the point differential between red and white flags. It was like went from one to 10. Yeah. Like that's insane. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. And that's another reason to have more flag variety as right. well. Or like to reduce the differential or yeah, to have like a middle number or a negative number because yeah, I mean, the, it, then it becomes like, it doesn't matter really how well you do at grabbing the flags. Mm hmm there's just such a large difference between 10 points and one point. Right. That it just seems like a weird kind of like skewed numbers game. Um, but it looked like fun. It did look like fun. And I like for the first time, they finally incorporated all of this bomb crap into something that's actually a part of the game and not just like an after effect. Right. <laughs> um, as opposed to do all of this stuff and then and then press a button <laughs> press a button that has no effect on anything other than this bomb that goes off like 40 miles away exactly okay so back to purgatory they enter the arena and all that you see are two glass boxes filled with sand now i don't know about you but I don't know why all of a sudden Melissa was out and Nani was out. If I see two glass boxes filled with sand, for me, that means that this is not going to be, it's possible that it will be a head to head, like physical elimination. So I don't, it was weird to me that they immediately counted themselves out. I think it had more to do with no one had ever seen it before. Mm. So there there's a big hesitation of i don't really know what the game is so i'd right. rather not um hedge my bet against something i don't know for a fact that i could be um i could be a contender in again it's people playing a scared game yeah it's so scary because i think if i saw those two boxes i know that it's not physical exactly um and i know that it's not a puzzle that that to me means equalizer for someone yeah. who is like three times my size <laughs> exactly <laughs> so it, it was really dumb on both of their parts to not even um to not do it to not take the chance yeah so melissa doesn't vote herself in she votes for Bailey. Mm -hmm. Little Bailey just like immediately walks over, separates herself, preparing to go down because she's essentially been told if it's not Melissa and it's not Nani, it's going to be her. Yeah. Um, and then Johnny <laughs> mm -hmm. 
starts, is asked for his vote. Um, and he starts talking as he's wont to do for seemingly no reason until <laughs> <laughs> he randomly asks Rogan for his permission to throw Dean, to throw D in. Melissa's in shock. <laughs> Melissa, Melissa literally says, what the fuck? <laughs> and my jaw hit the floor. Not because I, I had a feeling he was going to throw D in, even in lieu of all of the fucking cut scenes yeah. where he's plotting to throw D in. I had a feeling he was going to throw her in because him and Josh were giving each other all kinds of side eyes. Oh my gosh. During the tribunal Some and during the bar. Glances. Yeah. That Melissa completely, I don't know what she was looking at, but <laughs> she didn't see any of this. Um, but even in lieu of all of the scenes where they were actively discussing what a bitch D is and how she needs to be taught a lesson, I was like, oh, well, for sure he's going to throw D in. What I was not expecting <laughs> was for him to completely throw Rogan under the bus. <laughs> and Rogan, being the dummy that he is, answers the question. <laughs> like, he doesn't even get how he was just set up. Right, right. And he probably won't be pissed at Johnny next, next week about it either. Yeah. Um, but Rogan gives his blessing, apparently, and Johnny votes for D. And the crowd goes wild. And Josh. They're all in shock. I'm not in shock because Rogan has already thrown D under the bus three times now mm. including between this season and last season he's thrown her ass under the bus three times so the fact that she's shocked just tells me that she has no self-esteem yeah um josh is a tiebreaker melissa is like josh don't do it don't do it don't do it josh please don't do it <laughs> <laughs> and josh does it um, of course, because he's up Johnny's ass. and Yeah, claiming he's putting game before friendships um, in the same way that Dee has done previously. So that makes it okay for him. And then we see Melissa have the realization that she totally fucked up. Oh my gosh. Because yeah. you know what, Melissa, as much as it is their fault, Josh and uh, Johnny's fault, girl, you at fault too because you were being real dumb. When right. you agreed to let D um, be brought in for interrogation, you were being real dumb. And in one of the cut scenes um, that we were able to see, D had actually pulled Melissa aside. I think it was before the interrogation. Yes, it was after they had chosen her, I think, but maybe before she was actually interrogated. I don't remember when it was. But Dean knew something was up, um, which is kind of like it shows that she's cunning as a player. She's like, they have something up their sleeve. I have a feeling they're going to make a move. They're going to make a play for me and they're going to throw me in, um, try to have my back. So I think Dee had a suspicion that of what they were going to do. Um, but... 
she takes it. We don't know exactly how she takes it because, um, again, <laughs> the edit, the episode was heavily edited. Um, oh, but, we, we did see that in the deleted. Oh yeah. She's, she tells scene. Rogan, you won't even look me in the eye. And then he looks her in then the he eye. Looks her, and then he stares her ass down for like five seconds. <laughs> but you know what the greatest part is, is, um, before purgatory took place, um, D and Rogan were fucking in the bathroom. Was that in one of the cuts? I missed that shit. Yes, that was in one of the cut scenes. Oh, I missed that. And they basically snuck into the shower to fuck. And Anissa was at the um, at the sink, like washing her face or something. And Anissa was like, Rogan, why am I looking at your bare ass right now? <laughs> and it's because they, like, as Anissa had walked in, Dee was already in the shower and Rogan had just taken off his towel and was walking into the shower. And then Anissa talking head is like, well, all I can hear are all of these grunting noises and shit. So I know some shit is going down. <laughs> so it's, it's bad enough that this is someone who treats you like shit and then conspires regularly with other people to get you off of the show. Um, but it's also someone who will fuck you <sighs> while still doing all of these things, and you let him. Like, I don't feel bad for you. Because, like, I felt bad for you the first time it happened. I don't feel bad for you now. Right even before even before any of the other shit that you did i don't feel bad for you now because like you know you know better you know what he's about and you still like you still do what you do yeah so whatever what's her face is in the in the <laughs> D's going down <laughs> going down going to down. purgatory and they find out what the game is. It's called Tunnel Vision. And they'll both get locked in these boxes that are pretty filled with sand. and Like 90% filled with sand. Yeah. And so they have to kind of dig their way from one end to the other, essentially creating a tunnel for themselves to crawl across. Mm-hmm. And whoever does it first wins. And Maddie looks absolutely terrified, and we learn it's because she's claustrophobic. Maddie looks like she's at least six foot one. I don't know how tall she really (laughs) is, but she looks so fucking tall. She's a tall chick. (laughs) That I feel bad for her because when they put her in that box, like to sit, she to sit down before they close the top, she was already like contorted. Yeah, into the space, and uh, it immediately seems that D is at an advantage because she's smaller because she's petite yeah um so they blow the horn and the game starts and the entire house with the exception for melissa because there's one small voice going you got it (laughs) (laughs) one small lonely british voice (laughs) among all the other cheers for Maddie. Yeah. Um, And it gets really weird at one point because 
D completely stops moving. The, like, and, you know, the editors really like did a lot to this. <laughs> they really were like building some tension yeah. around D stopping, seemingly stop moving or doing these like weird small movements. Everyone on the sideline starts getting worried too. And, you know, I think to be fair, they've seen, <laughs> they've seen poor tiny ass Jay. Yeah, get, get his get soul, his soul knocked <laughs> into another universe. Um, so rightfully, I think, you know, tiny box, lots of sand, not much air. Yeah. They, they rightfully become concerned as they're watching and like, they're not seeing any movement and they're right. really far away. Yeah. So once they actually put the camera on D in the box and once TJ goes over to be like what's going on D um you know we can see that she's she's doing like this halted breathing yeah right but if you're at the distance that they are it looks like she's dead (laughs) (laughs) and I think as much as they all can't stand her no one wants to see her die yeah in a clear um, coffin full of sand. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody Ooh. wants that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Especially not MTV. So, <laughs> so they're like, D's not moving. What's going on? What's going on? And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? What's going <laughs> Like, because they're not even doing a good job. And I think intentionally of showing what's happening in the mob. Yeah. Like you said, they're definitely trying to create some drama. And finally, TJ takes it upon himself to go over and investigate. And he sees that um, she looks like she might be um, physically worn out, but she's fine. She's catching her breath. Yes. She's taking like some deep breaths. What it looks like she's, she might not be moving, but she's alive and she's okay. And maybe she's blinking him some signals. I don't know. Somehow he knows that she's fine. Um, and the game continues. Yeah. And Dee's doing really well. I, I mean, she has their advantage of size, but I think she also has an advantage in terms of strategy as well. Like Dee is working. And, and so actually these things go hand in hand. Dee is working to create the smallest possible crawl space for herself and no bigger. Like she isn't trying to like make a tunnel. Right. Dee's like at the very, like her back is essentially like touching the top of the coffin mm-hmm. with the stomach, with the dirt at her stomach. And she's mm-hmm. just, just has that like probably she's getting like th- stuff three, out of the way three and or pushing four herself through to work. Yeah. Um, whereas Maddie, both because of her size and also I just think she's working it wrong, seems to tr- be trying to move a lot more dirt than mm-hmm. Dee is, and she just isn't really making that much progress. Yeah. She's working harder, not smarter, Yeah, as Wes would say. Okay, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Dee keeps making progress, and up in the stands, you know, everyone's still trying to be encouraging to uh, Maddie. John even says in his talking head, like, I keep putting on this face, this front, like, I think Maddie's going to turn it on at some point, but even he can see that she is not going to win. And eventually D falls out the other side of the box, gets up and slaps the bell. 
Mm-hmm. And oh, how I would have loved to have seen her complete and total reaction to being blindsided and then kicking ass. But oh, they cut it was it. not. It was not pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I did. Maybe I caught the cut scene as well. She looked well and truly like evil. Like she looked almost like if you can imagine like a cartoon character, like an yes. evil witch who <laughs> who's like lost <laughs> like a battle, like she's been outsmarted and then mm-hmm. she becomes even more evil and maniacal in response. That's mm-hmm. kind of what Dee looked like as she was kind of like pacing back and forth in front of the yeah. stands and just pointing at people saying, And I forgot what you're she done. yelled. You're done. I'm coming for you. I'm coming yeah. for you. You're and all she said, fucked. <laughs> she said something like, oh, this house is about to get real interesting or yeah. something like that, um, which was interesting for her. Like, what are you going to do? I know. You're on an island, D. I mean, you, you and like, you're you're Melissa. You're literally the only person on your side. <laughs> <laughs> like, how are you going to make it interesting other than, like, talking at people? She's going to be throwing things. She has no numbers. So there's no, there's no way for her to make it interesting. Literally every single other person, if, if next week was a woman's vote, they would throw her ass back in. Right. So I'm not sure what power she thinks she has gained other than guaranteeing that they will vote for her again. Right. So... All right, Dee. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, okay. And so what did you think of this, um, this game? I actually really loved this game. I thought it was a smart take on like escape, you know, escape the box or whatever. Um, And I think I texted you this. I would have loved to have seen Johnny and Wes do this game as opposed to the nonsense that we got yeah, they last did them week. they a disservice. Yeah. Like, that would have been a true test of brains and strategy to see, because they're both, um, I'd say they're both, Johnny might be a tad slimmer, but they're both about equal in size. Mm-hmm. So they would have had equal amount of space to maneuver through, but it would have been a test of strategy of who could get themselves through this tunnel fastest. Yeah. I liked it it too. One thing I would have liked to see, I don't know exactly how this would work, but I would have just preferred it be a longer single tunnel Mm -hmm. and both of them had to crawl through and at one point maybe pass each other. Mm. and then continue out the other side um, to win. I don't know why. I just feel like it would have, like, increased the tension a little bit. Uh, yeah. For it them to be together. increased the, or decreased the amount of space, especially <laughs> when they had to pass each other. Exactly. Because someone's side would have gotten covered. Right. Yeah. I would have liked to... I was also going to say a longer tunnel, but I was thinking more of an actual tunnel with um, turns and twists. With turns and twists, and maybe even like a maze with some dead ends. 
Mm, like they would have thought they were oh getting God, through that's... and then oh shit there's a wall and then you have to turn around and then you, you have imagine, to turn around oh my god oh i'm panicking just thinking about it <laughs> now that would have been awesome oh yeah i like that yeah just let us design the fucking i know games people on that just team let at us design TV. The games. we'll volunteer yeah on track um Oh, okay, and that was the breakdown. So now we're going to move into who our challenge all-star is this week, a person that we liked the most or who we thought did something great this episode. Dr. K, do you have a choice? I didn't really have a choice. Um, I just like that everyone was kind of really having fun with the mission. Mm. Um. And as much as I hate, oh God, don't say Nelson. Just don't. Just stop. Let's just cut it. I wasn't going to. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I did think about him for a brief second. I was gonna say, as much as I hate the politicking, Uh um, and this wasn't even on the show because all of these scenes were cut. I really fucking enjoyed all of the scenes of people plotting against me. Yeah. Like, because it was such like a, it was like a, almost a total house effort. Yeah. It wasn't something that could have, I mean, it, it definitely could have been something that could have been pulled off by two or three people. But I think everyone was just at a point where, like, they were just done with her. She, she came in this season thinking that she was hot shit and she's been treating people like crap. Right. So it was kind of nice to see everyone rally against that type of behavior. And that's not something that has always happened on this show. Because mm. so, usually people, like, if it's their friend, then, you know, it, that's my friend, so I don't really give a shit what they do. Or they're a veteran, so I don't really give a shit what they do. They can do whatever grimy-ass shit they want. Right. Um, So it was kind of nice to see people not stand for it, I guess. Right. How about you? For me, it was Jen. It's Jenny. I mean, one thing I like about Jenny, and this is kind of like the whole season kind of culminating in what's going on this episode, is that she talks about how she's playing a fair game, but she is. Like, Jenny is just there. She's strong. She's capable. She's confident. And I truly believe that if Dee hadn't, like, Jenny wouldn't just be brought into some kind of scheming, blindsiding shit like this for no reason. Mm-hmm. She, when Dee st- tried to plot against her, Jenny's responding quite fairly in, you know, turning the tables on her. But otherwise, she just plays like a very uncomplicated, straightforward game. And I appreciate that level of kind of, I don't know what you would call it, integrity. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it's just nice to see like that you can be on the challenge and play a straight game, but also engage in the shade when it's warranted. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so who was your elimination pick for this episode? So based on what we were shown, 
my elimination pick is Rogan. Okay. And based on what we weren't shown, my elimination pick is D. Okay. She was a right uh, psycho, as she described yes. herself last last episode. Yeah. Um, during the um, the unaired scenes. Yeah. Like everything about it was just. She's awful. like unhinged, and yeah. I I kind of so for anyone listening. This has kind of been up ever since Avatar The Last Airbender came back on Netflix. People have been talking about it as if it's the first time it's ever aired. But D is approaching like Azula when Azula starts to unravel. If anyone understands that reference, (laughs) you'll know what I mean. Like her hair is just kind of like out and disheveled and she's just like maniacally cackling all over the place and it's like burning down everything in in her path no matter if it's useful or not useful to her. That's kind of the level she's approaching. And I also think that she feels like she's playing a villain, right? Mm -hmm. And that being the villain will be uh, beneficial to her game. But I think what she's missing is that being a villain is only beneficial to your game when you have other people to support your villainy. (laughs) Yeah. And she don't have any of that. She didn't even have that when Wes was there. Like, yes, Wes was in her corner, but Wes was also the one telling her, girl, you need to calm the fuck down. Yeah, and I feel like given enough time, she would have fucked Wes over too. Right. Yeah, so... I think she she's kind of missing the the politicking bit. And mm-hmm. you know, we saw that in the earlier episodes when she was just like we didn't handshake on it. <laughs> but y'all had a conversation in good faith and you decided to ignore that shit. Right. N- now you're wondering why everybody is pissed at you? <laughs> okay, girl. So How about is, you? Mine is Josh. I just think Josh is a punk. Like Josh I can't is such a punk. Deal with him. Like he doesn't have any original thoughts, and the original thoughts he do, he does have are delusional. It's just like I understand that observing D's behavior would turn anyone off, but he just doesn't like own his shit. Right. Um. And he really was only made this play because Johnny convinced him to make the play. He, he didn't have any other reason to do it besides that. And he spent all this time trying to justify it and then felt bad about it afterwards. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not about this. Right. Swaggy was right when he called you a marshmallow. <laughs> he will never live that <laughs> Um. But yeah, so I'm just kind of fed up with him. I don't like the way he plays this game. He also doesn't have a Red Skull, and I doubt that he's going to get one by the time the final rolls around. Because he's too yeah. busy being best friends with all these people who are not actually his friends. And yeah, I was just about to say exist. the same thing. <laughs> all of these people that he claims are his BFFs are not going to help him right. get a Red Skull. So. 
she just flipped <laughs> dr k just double flipped off <laughs> for, for those listening who don't have a visual <laughs> um with black nail polish um <laughs> it has stars on oh, it okay black and gold <laughs> um all right moving into lessons in shade our favorite shady moment or manipulation during the episode. I, I kind of want to start with mine. Go ahead. I don't know, I don't know if y'all caught this, but if you go back and rewatch the episode, you'll see that during the interrogation, when Johnny is repeatedly promising to Melissa that he won't say Dee's name at purgatory, he has conspicuously crossed his fingers and placed them at his temple as he's, <laughs> <laughs> as he's, saying lies as kind of like a way i guess to protect himself um and it's just like fucking like, dennis the menace <laughs> or something the most kind of like low-key detail that you wouldn't catch um but i watched the episode twice for these podcasts and he just he the ones where he he crosses it and puts it on his temple on the side of his head that that um melissa can't see and then just blatantly lies to her face repeatedly before Pinky promising her that everything he says will stand. And I just thought it was funny. <laughs> Fucking great. I did you? notice that. Yeah. <laughs> um, my favorite lesson in shade was also Johnny. And mm -hmm. it was Johnny um, requesting permission from Rogan. <sighs> uh, because, so as much as I hate Johnny, Johnny understands what the producers are looking for. Mm to to continue to make this show great right right and he knows that it's moments like that where he's having these long speechifying instances but also one calling people out throwing people under the bus mm -hmm. um and essentially stoking the fires of drama yeah on the show and he did all of that in that one moment of requesting permission right i don't rogan didn't even expect it yeah when you saw the look on rogan's face was, rogan was, was like, like shock and terror and just like <laughs> panic and then he just had to he had to own it he forced to him own to own it. his shit yeah um so that was great great challenge moment right there sure <laughs> and now for our favorite segment i don't wrestle i fucking beat bitches up our favorite line from the episode do you have one this week dr k i don't okay so i do have one i mean this this episode was not rife with witty one-liners um because they cut everything yeah because they cut literally half of it um, and Anissa didn't get that much screen time, so... <laughs> yeah, the, if I did have one, it would be Anissa saying... I don't remember exactly what she said, but it was something along the lines of, Rogan, I can see your bare ass. Mm. Why can't I see your bare ass? But for me, it was Melissa at Purgatory when Johnny um, asks Rogan for permission to throw D in, and you can just see the shock kind of wash over her. And she's literally just like, what the fuck, Johnny? <laughs> because she truly, truly, and I, 
I like Melissa. I don't know what she got kicked off for last season, but judging her biting so, solely based on this season, like she is probably the most amusing person in the house to me. She just seems so fucking earnest and cute, and like she's she's her- amusing until she's-, she's beating your fucking ass. <laughs> but just her like honest, raw shock in that moment, and the way it just manifested in like, what the fuck, Johnny? <laughs> I thought was so funny. So that was it for me. Okay. And so probably, I hope you're all caught up on this, but for stupidness and social media. It's only been four days. um, Things popped off between last week and the airing of this week's episode on social media, mainly between Dee Bailey and a hefty sprinkling of Swaggy C coming to Bailey's defense. But the initial conflict was between D and Bailey because D made some insensitive and frankly bewildering <laughs> comments about the Black Lives Matter movement. And racist. On Twitter. Sorry, and racist. Let's call yes. it what it is. No, but the whole the 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 virginity thing still has me confused. <laughs> What's confusing about it? Is it what I thought it was when I texted you? I don't know what you thought it was. What do you think it is? I think she was making a joke about fucking a black person. Okay, that's what I thought too. That's what I thought too. Okay, in that case, yes, racist. (laughs) I just wasn't sure if I was interpreting it incorrectly or not. But that is also what I I thought. Yes. Um, So Bailey rightfully called her ass out about saying that so not. just to be just to be clear, what she tweeted, um, I I don't have it in front of me, but it was it was something like I've always supported Black Lives Matter, um, especially when I lost my virginity. Yeah, I've been about BLM since I lost my virginity. Something, yeah, something to that effect. Yeah. And when I read it, I was just like, say huh? what? Not even hot. Like, I mean, it took me a while to kind of get what she was hinting at. Right. But also, one, she tweeted it. And two, she tweeted it thinking that it was cute. Right. And also in the context of the other things she's been tweeting, it was just so confusing like she had been pretty involved in tweeting about black lives matter before this tweet came along um and so for her to like completely seemingly switch gears and just have this incredibly flippant and sensitive and racist remark when she had been kind of performing her allyship over like the previous days was I, I, I think, think you I think you hit the the nail on the head performing yeah. quote yeah. unquote her it allyship. was just kind of also just ex- very very yucky um so Bailey called her ass out and was like this is not what it means to support Black Lives Matter this is not what this is about like this is I don't remember exactly what she said but it was in that spirit in all caps yeah so she internet yelled it um and. <laughs> I think, you know, D responded something to her getting defensive, of course, and 
because when has anyone ever just taken responsibility and immediately apologized for their misstep? No one. She dug her heels in. Especially. uh, And made even more of an ass of herself while also insulting Bailey, which of course made Swaggy C come out of the woodwork and because you know they come as a package. Of course. And you when I tell can't you insult one without the other swooping in with their <laughs> fucking uh what it couple radar. <laughs> he laid when I tell you he laid all of D shit bare. Look, it was the the smackdown. It was a thread and there are about like eight to ten smackdown parts of it. <laughs> I was just like, oh shit, I was expecting to read like three posts right. and it was like 12. Yeah. Some of the highlights include D texting Swaggy in the off season. About, Meaning now. <laughs> yeah. Now about storylines for the upcoming season um, that include a beef between her and Bailey and so that Bailey shouldn't keep her blocked on twitter to like maintain that um no fucking self-awareness yeah especially during this time when especially swaggy c and bailey are not interested in the fucking challenge and you know creating right because there's a whole world on a whole country on fucking fire (laughs) literally um and Oh, other highlights include apparently calling out some cocaine usage. Allegedly. He, yes. <laughs> Sorry, we ain't no, trying to get to. He, he definitely <laughs> called it out, but the, 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 um, but whether or not she actually does cocaine is alleged. Is alleged. <laughs> <laughs> don't add us, don't sue us. <laughs> um, do you remember anything else that stood out to you? Um... Just that she was really leaning into, like, the whole villain role. Yeah. Um, And as you have already said, going out of her way to create storylines, which don't really work well on a show like this because usually if you're the person trying to create storylines, everybody else is very leery of engaging with you. Right. So it becomes very obvious. Um, what were some other things that he, he said? So there was the alleged Coke use. Oh, um, that a lot of her volunteer stuff that she was posting oh, yeah. wasn't genuine. Um, that she was posting all of these things that she hadn't actually done or contributed to um i don't really remember what else but yeah so that happened and then west got home from work um because west has a job (laughs) unlike the rest of these fools and um immediately responded to the twitter verse and um let people know that he would be summarily evicting D from his house and presumably the city of, of Kansas. Because it's his city. Because it's his city. <laughs> he has that power. Um, and yeah. Whew. And then MTV in a show of force and shocking solidarity uh, 
promptly releases a statement that they were firing D mm -hmm. and would not be inviting her back to any more challenges and that she also would not be included in the reunion which has not been filmed to date amidst all of the the COVID-19 stuff and like I was shocked because this is not the first time that there have been um, racist racist uh, racist moments either on or off the show and but this is the first time that it has been addressed overtly right um the most recent time was um ah fuck what was her name she's brazilian camilla, camilla. camilla. The most recent time was Camilla, and she called um, Leroy the N-word. And, and she may have said some other things in it. Um, and honestly, it really pissed a lot of people on the show off because Leroy is one of those folks that's beloved by everybody. Um, so I think... Because of that, you know what? Scratch that. They didn't even kick her off the show because of that. Yeah. I think she got, she got kicked off because <laughs> in addition to that, she did something violent she punched, on that season. She punched a producer and stole a golf No, cart. that's a different season. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the season where she... Um, the season where she threw the N-word at Leroy, mm -hmm. she won that season. Oh, okay. They removed her from the house because she got violent. She started to get violent, and they made her spend the night at a hotel. And then she came back the next day or two days later, and she apologized. But it wasn't the first time that she had intonated something um, racist. This was the first time she had used the N-word, but right. it wasn't the first time that she had um, intimated something racist. And, you know, she's white Brazilian, so that, ain't, that shit ain't surprising to any of us Black people. Right. Um, and then they had, like, a whole um, separate reunion show where they talked about race in America and had her on there crying about... Oh, that's not what I meant, bloody block bitch. What the fuck did you mean when There's you There's only the one way to mean it. At a black man. So they basically tried to um they basically tried to erase the coloring of her as a racist by having this race in America summit thing <laughs> on MTV. I think even like I think Charlemagne the God and Crystal from the Reed and a couple of people were there moderating mm -hmm. this talk, but it was bullshit. Yeah. I mean, they, they gave her a platform her, to apologize so they right. wouldn't have to kick her off. Right. And then the very next season, which was one of the in-between seasons, it was a challengers versus all stars. So when they brought on actual, um, actual athletes, 
to mm-hmm. compete against the challengers. That's when she actually got kicked off because she put her hand on a producer um, and stole the golf cart while <laughs> drunk. <laughs> and they were staying at like some fancy schmancy hotel. And that's when she actually lost her job. But right. she didn't lose her job because she did something racist. Right. right? So I give props to MTV for actually like saying this is not okay and someone who does these things does not belong on our show and we will no longer be giving them a platform. Um, and on the, the site where I post about the challenge on, on previously TV, actually, is that the, still the name? I don't think that's still the name anymore. But it used to be previously TV. Um, if, you, if you Google that, you'll get to the new site. Primetime. It's called Primetime. <laughs> Um, I really had to like turn it off because there were, you know, these fucking Karens. Of course. Well, I don't understand why people are mad that she doesn't support Black Lives Matter. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is my face <laughs> saying, excuse me. <laughs> right. So I skip, 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 and then a couple other people. Yeah, what's the big deal? And lots of other people have done worse shit. Yes, lots of other people have done worse shit. That still doesn't ex- exclude the shit that she just did. Exactly. It was completely right for D to be kicked off. Right. And MTV keep that same energy. Yep. Both, you know, I'm saying apply it retroactively and moving forward. Yep. Yeah, they were like, oh, this is going to open up a whole can of worms. Like, Oh my goodness. And I said, if it opens up a can of worms, so be it. I am all for racist losing I'm all jobs. for it. I love yep. it. And I said that too. I said the time for racist shit to be, um, to just be bypassed, like it's okay, is over and done with. Yeah. Just like y'all were also happy when all the Me Too shit was happening and everybody had to be held accountable for me too shit but people don't have to be held accountable for racist shit yeah fuck (laughs) y'all please and so that led to the episode being cut from within an inch of its life (laughs) from hour and a half episodes last night it was an hour with commercials 35 minutes of footage altogether right and you know what Actually, no props to them. I was going to say props to the editors because all of this shit went down between Sunday and Monday mm-hmm. and the episode aired on Wednesday, which means they edited that shit in a day and a half. Yeah. Props to them for editing in a day and a half, but no props to you for doing a shitty ass edit <laughs> that c- cut out all of the relevant context Yeah, for the show. Yeah. From two right. black women... We're glad you fired D. Yes. Let the rest of the season play out as originally edited. If it's going to sacrifice the quality of the story that you're trying right. to write. Because it was almost unwatchable. <laughs> Funny enough, it was still more watchable than last week's episode. Because <laughs> that shit was real boring. <laughs> uh, okay. Dr. K, do you have any predictions and possibilities? I feel like we're coming to the end. I feel we're oh so close. And my original prediction was that there was going to be one more 
um, tribunal, which I think is going to be next week. And then okay. after that, I wonder if they're going to do a men's and women's. I don't think so. To keep I, it even, because right now it's even numbers, I think. Or the girls one up. No, it's still even because the women's side technically has five skulls, but only mm -hmm. four individuals. Right. And the guy's side has technically has six skulls, but only four individuals. And two of those, no, five skulls, two in four individuals, but one of those skulls was lost when Jay left. Mm. Right. So like that, there's an opportunity to re-earn that one skull. Right. If that's something that they'll do as part of the game, because, but we don't know what TJ will decide. Hmm. To do. Um, but I was originally saying that I think next week, my prediction is that next week will be the last tribunal um and that anyone who is left will either immediately get chopped or there'll be a purge a purge where they all get the chance to compete one last time and the top two earn skulls i kind of want to see that i would love to just kind of see i know it's like not gladiator but I just want to see everyone without a red skull like dropped into the middle of the purgatory and like choose your weapon. Fight. Yeah. <laughs> that would certainly be interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So we'll see what happens next week. Um, indeed. All right, folks, that's it for us this week on the challenge read. Um, Catch us on Wednesday, live tweeting the episode on our Twitter account, Challenge Read One. And I'm Ray. And I'm Dr. K. Signing off. Peace. <laughs>